Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. Welcome to the Wild Marriage Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Lisa. Thank you for joining us for today's episode, Stepping Into Parenting. Now, um, based on the title, you can tell we're talking about step parenting specifically, but please don't uh, check out if that doesn't apply to you because we feel like there are some principles we're going to talk about that could relate to you just as a parent in general and maybe even um, other relationships in your life. And so um, Chris and I have experience in in this um, environment, if you will. Chris has a son that he brought into our marriage. Um, So he technically is my stepson, but he's my son. Um, I would do anything in the world for him. I would give my life for him the same as I would my biological children. And so I think that's one of the struggles that people face in the step-parenting world is... um, acknowledging the ownership of those children, that they are their children. Absolutely. And not just the acknowledgement that they are their children, but it works on the flip side as well for the for the children. When a child comes into the relationships, there's usually maybe some kind of misconception of what exactly they're to expect. You know, who is this new person in my life? Who is this new person calling themselves my parent? Are they going to be mean? Are they going to be nice? Are they going to accept me? Are they going to love me? Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, is from the parent side, you know, there's a certain level of maturity that's expected. But on you the flip, would think. You would think. But yeah. on the flip side, there's probably not the same level of expectation when it comes to what the child's maturity level into that, you know, coming into that relationship is going right. to be. So you have to understand, you have to have some grace for a child that's, you know, being put into that situation, mm-hmm. especially, you know, because this thing could get really messy really quick. What kind of background does that does the person coming in have? How does the other parent feel? Have they accepted the fact that the relationship that was no longer exists? And is that going to affect or right. be, you know, that those whispering thoughts, you know, into their their life that's going to cause them to act or feel a certain way about the relationship? Right. Yeah. All so, so true. I think, um, so you hit on the, po- the biggest point for me, and in, in that is the maturity level. And I think sometimes when we are dealing with children, we get this misconception. We, we put unreasonable expectations on children. We expect them to act in, a, in such a way and make decisions and conduct themselves in such a way that they reflect a mindset of an adult. We forget their kids. And so uh, one of the most important things I think in that situation is to have on their level conversations with them. Talk to them. Give their feelings space. Absolutely. Give their thoughts space. Yeah, because and, and it's I love what you said, you know, we have this expectation that they're on a level or they are mature. But even, you know, the way we deal with our father, if you if you just look at Christianity Take it for face value. You know, we should treat God as, or we should expect God to act as our father. 
just as we would want to act as a father. So it's funny to me that we would expect something from our children that God doesn't expect from us or put a demand on our children that God doesn't put a demand on. I mean, how many times has God come down and beaten me over the head with a stick for making a mistake Yet I would do that very thing to my own child. We don't beat our kids with sticks. Well, <laughs> I might have beat my kid with a stick once or twice. No, no, I, I love my son. All of I'm them. I'm just saying. Um. Two of them have never been beat at all. One of them. <laughs> that was, was abused. Was, that was yeah. We've come a long way in the parenting realm um, through our relationship with Christ. Well, the, that brings my first scripture, Romans 8, 15. Um, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. And I think that relates to what you're talking about. You know, God adopted us as his children. Mm-hmm. And his word gives us the blueprint on parenting as adopted children. Absolutely. Based on how he treats us. And I love it. This says adopted, you know, almost as if, you know, you can expect God knew that these situations were going to occur. They were going mm-hmm. to happen. There was going to be relationships, broken relationships where people found God, you know, after the fact, after, you know, things have been done, mistakes have been made. Look, mm-hmm. I'm not the judge of anybody's mistakes. Obviously, I have we have our own. I, yeah. I, we have our own mistakes, and I have a child that was out of wedlock, and you know all of the ramifications that go along with that. But again, it very specifically uses this word "adopt," and I'm not going to get into the Greek and the Hebrew and all this stuff about it. But just take it for what it is. It's an adoption. It's, it's ownership. It's yes. Of, it's absolutely yeah. making. This is adopt. Is I'm making a decision. People don't adopt when adoption is not inheritance. If my sibling were to pass away and I were to inherit those those children, that's different than me actually going out and adopting. Adopting is a choice that I make that I want that. Mm-hmm. And when I when I bring uh, um, when my spouse and I Lisa and I got together, she accepted me and she adopted mm-hmm. my son because he's part of the package. He becomes part of who we are. And part of our identity, if you will. But she had to make a conscious effort to adopt Christopher into her own life. Right. Now, let's touch on that for just a minute. Because I I actually talked a little bit about that at the marriage conference. um, When the question was was asked about, um, there was a division, if you will, um, his children and her children. And how do we, you know, come together in, in that. And one of the things I talked about in that and where I failed because I, at that time, didn't have my own biological children. And where I failed was I thought that I was loving Christopher the way that a mother should love her children. But in reality, I didn't truly know with every depth of my being what that looked like until we had Israel and Matthias. Oh. Once Israel and Matthias, you know, came along and, and came into this world and I, I had that connection with them it was like an aha moment. And God spoke I that really, to me, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Before they, they came, there was there were situations, you know, I was I was just not a good dad. And unfortunately, what that meant was, or what I'm what I'm speaking about specifically was <clears throat> Lisa had things that she was enforcing and they were good Christian values. They were important to our home. But at the same time, 
I was feeling sorry for this son of mine. There was a lot of guilt parenting. And, and, and I was guilt parenting. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, far to the left and I felt that she was far to the right. But and to as, a degree, I probably was overcompensating for your left. You know what I mean? Right, like, because you were so far one way. I was, I, I can guarantee I was overcompensating because I felt like there needed to be that balance. But remember, after we had really gotten things together and think and and understood what we were doing right and what we were doing wrong and how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like God completely, you know, gave us a revelation on what that was going to look like and how these boys that we were about to have were going to change our the perception mm-hmm. and our dynamic in our relationship with Chris. And from that point forward, our relationship got uh, I would almost say that your relationship with him was better than my relationship with him for, it was different. for many years. It was different. I think as I truly gained understanding in how to love him as my own and love him as my son, and I began to treat him with that love, it took a long time because there was damage done. Roger. But But, you know, today we're, I mean, extremely close, and he knows that he can count on me. He, can, he trusts me. He understands my motives um, because of the the way that I was able to love him the way that a mother should. Um, but here, here's the thing. How do you undo all that damage? Repent. Absolutely. That's step one. Step one is repent. And then step two is going to be repent again because you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. But that's where the maturity of the parent comes into play again. You know, right. we're just kind of circle back to that, the maturity level. Like you have to approach the situation with that level of maturity where you're willing to say, you know what, this is new territory. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm trying my best and my motivation is love and my motivation is compassion for you and, and I want the absolute best for you. Absolutely. And again, we're talking about, you know, <clears throat> what do they call those blended families? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the the new terminology for it but really a lot of parents you know come into this they've been parents already they know or they have an idea of how to love and parent their own children you know whether that's biblically or you know not they have an idea of how they want to parent but what do you think about that melting pot that happens and all of a sudden you have values and I have values and we both have these different type things that you know we perceive as hey maybe this is the this is the the top and this is the the bottom well maybe that's not the same way maybe for me it's flip flop it's the maybe, other way maybe yeah. the things that are important to me are not as important to you yeah you know well i mean i think that's a, a good segue into the next scripture um which is the matthew 12:25 jesus knew their thoughts and replied any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed a town or family splintered by feuding will fall apart Absolutely. If you have nothing but turmoil and, and, and this is a part of your life, you're going to see this roller coaster. It's going to be fluctuation after fluctuation after fluctuation. Mm-hmm. And there's never going to be peace. There's never going to be this harmonious balance that God has really blessed us with. He's, it, it's already part of you know who we are. It's already part of our inheritance. Yeah. Um, we actually just heard a great message about digging wells in my well. There is peace. There mm-hmm. is prosperity. There is balance. There is love. There is grace. There is all these things that are already mm, there. That's a big I just word. have to pick them up. That's a big word too, grace. 
and G-R-A-C-E. Yeah. <laughs> short in, in uh, characters, but... Um, Five letters. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but it, that's the, a big one. So you mentioned, you know, the blended families where maybe each spouse comes into the relationship with children. Um, I think the biggest struggle that could present itself in that situation is is a perspective or perception of favoritism or a perception of um, casting blame or, or, you know, whatever that looks like. And so this, you know, a family splintered with feuding will fall apart. So I think that's where it's very important to make sure that um, the parents are both on the same page. There's an open line of communication. There's a safe space to say, hey, I really didn't think that that, hand, that situation was handled properly and it could create division between even the children because guess what? Now those children are siblings. Roger. And so you have to nurture that relationship as well. So you're asking kids to come into this new environment where now there's a new authority figure, but there's also now new siblings. And the parents are just trying to, they're just figuring out how to act with one another, but they're expecting that these, these children, these young, immature... Mm-hmm. Are just going to kind of fall into place. Just, just works out. You know, yeah. another thing that, that has always bugged me, and I, I this was a lesson that I learned in our relationship, but it also applies, is that any time that I come at, would come at you with this... I don't think you handled that right. Again, in the right context, in the right moment, not in front of your children and all that. But what yeah. I'm saying is... Say that again. Yeah. <laughs> not if, in front of the kids. If I'm coming at you from the position of, you know, I'm scolding you or I'm dealing with you harshly about the way you act. Basically, what I'm saying is love is not in you. You don't... You couldn't possibly love that child, or at least that's what, that may not be what I'm saying or what I'm thinking, but think about that. That's exactly what I'm saying is that I don't love, uh, there's no way I could love this child if I'm treating them that way. If I'm treating them the way you think and I'm being harsh with them or over uh, stepping my boundaries, am I, am I saying that right? If that's the way I'm perceived, then love cannot, I could not possibly be perceived as somebody who has love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like when I say, I'm scolding you in the same manner, what I'm saying is that I don't think that, I don't think very highly of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How could, how could I think, how could I have this perception of you that you would be vindictive, right. that you would be hateful? And it's from a malicious intent. Exactly. That, yeah. and so yeah. that's, that's, that, that's exactly what the point I'm trying to make is that's what you're saying about your spouse. That's a horrible thing to... So how do they avoid that pitfall? Well, so again, how, do, how does a, a husband and wife in this environment avoid that pitfall? Well, again, anytime the Bible says that the enemy is roaring like a lion. So when this situation arises, mm-hmm. the first thing you have to do is remind yourself of this. My, you know, I don't care if you have to say it out loud. Lisa loves me. She does not want harm to come to me. She does not want any ill to, to befall me. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. But that's my point is you have got to, you have got to get to a point in your life where you're saying these things or you know them to be true so that when you go into it, you don't, that, you, that ought doesn't come in. Right. That, 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 that mindset doesn't, doesn't creep in and try to take over the situation. So yeah. again, if you have to say it out loud to your blue in the face, then 
so be it. But that's what that's what it's going to take is they love my child. Yeah. They do not want harm to come to them. They are not malicious. They are not being uh, overbearing or unfavorable. Whatever the, the, the words yeah. that you're thinking in your mind, wherever your mind's trying to take you, that's not the case. What's actually transpiring is they want to see more. They want to see better. They want the best for. Mm -hmm. They want But they to want show that love. bond. They want the bond between um the the parent and the child. And that's you desperately yeah. wanted yes. that bond with me and Christopher and that yes. was extremely important to you. So I think let's so again the word you used in in um interacting with the children walking in that grace I think it's a, a even more important to walk in grace with each other in those those situations too. Again, making sure that allow this the situation to play out. Um, don't correct your spouse in front of the children. We we kind of briefly touched on that, um, but it's important. Kind of allow that situation to play out, and then when you're in a safe space and a safe environment at a time where emotions aren't fueled, where things aren't real heated. Sit down and have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with grace, with love, with compassion. And it's okay to say, hey, you know what? I don't really think that that situation was handled to the best of what we can do together because we're a team. We're one. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you can come to an agreement, which you should be able to come to an agreement to say, okay, we could have done that a little bit differently, then as a united front, you go back to the children and again, you repent. You let them know, we love you together. We're in this together and it's a team uh, effort and we're going to get through this together. And it's okay that the children are acting as children and they're expressing things the way that they know how to express them. They're going to behave like children. Guess what? You're going to have to discipline. Guess what? You're going to have to correct. You're going to have to train. You're going to have to go through these things. So if you can have those conversations with each other of maybe we didn't handle it right this time. Let's repent. Now let's correct course. Next time we're going to do a little bit better and we're going to handle it differently and with a better understanding of what each other expects. Absolutely. And having these conversations pre-marriage is probably 100%. a good idea if yeah. you can, if, if, you know, that's the way it comes about. Obviously, I'm not ignorant to the fact that some relationships just don't happen that way. They, you know, people find salvation. They find Christ after the fact and, and, and amen. And we can, work, God. we can work with those people as, as well. But if you are somebody who is, you know, going into a family and you are somebody who is, you know, has the mind of Christ, by all means, have these conversations prior to your marriage. Save yourself the heartache down the road. How are we going to handle this? How, you know, again, if my if you weren't absolutely in love with my child, then you're not absolutely in love with me. 100%. I, I, 100%. That, that sounds harsh, I guess, but no, you know, that's, that's, that's just the, the reality way I feel of about it. it. So what conversations pre-marriage, what conversations do they have about the children? Well, again... Specifically, it has to discipline is mainly the, the topic of conversation. That's a huge one. How are we going to discipline, and and what are more more to do with not what 
I think that we've all, you know, have some type of general idea of what we believe is acceptable. Nobody's going to tolerate, whether it's the, the step parent or the parent, nobody's going to tolerate disrespect right. or, you know, just flat out, you know, rebellion. No, nobody, nobody, these aren't, these aren't normal. You know, behaviors. These right. aren't normal things that you're going to, you know, lie down and, and, and just accept. accept as, as the normal way of doing business. At the same time, what are the consequences for these behaviors? It shouldn't be if my child, you know, that's my child goes to my spouse, who is the step parent and says, I'm not doing what you tell me. And your consequence is different than my consequence would be. No, they should be the same. Yeah. They should be yeah. the same, have the same severity all the way around. There shouldn't be, you know, a different standard. But again, we should talk about that. What do you think is acceptable? What do I think is acceptable? How how much leeway are we going to give? How much grace are we going to have in the beginning while we work this thing out? And that's then huge. when do we start, yeah, you know, drawing the line and saying, okay, now it's been three months it's been six months i'm not the judge you know you well you know your children out. like the, each parent knows their child they they can they understand their level of emotional maturity understands their level of men you know mental maturity if you will they know you know what is within reason what's Absolutely. reasonably um acceptable right but Back to, okay, so we know what is reasonable and what we should expect from the child. But in my house growing up, disrespect got you a slap in the mouth. In your house, disrespect got you well, well, sent to the corner. I don't know. <laughs> well, for me, it just it depends on what time of my childhood you're talking about. Before my dad got his mind right or after <laughs> okay but you see what i'm saying so the the consequences for these actions what was severe to you may not be what was severe right, to me right and, and and that is again another conversation that has to be had how are we going to come together and how are we going to do this yeah what do we agree on is going to be acceptable and i don't want to make this all about how to discipline your children no, because some it's, of it's, it's even how chores. Do, how do you love them? How do you how do you encourage them? How yeah. do how do I take on a, a responsibility when the child is around me as the right. mother or the father right. without trying to replace their own mother or father, especially if they're actively in their life? Yeah, and that's a whole other episode. Exactly. We'll, uh, I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. We'll unpack I know. that in a whole other episode because that is a big deal. That is a huge deal, um, those boundaries. But even uh, what I was going to say, too, is like establishing the like chores of the house and what is going to be accepted for, for one versus another. You, know, you can't have one spouse bringing kids in that are going to be expected to do all the chores because that's how they are in their home. And then the other one brings kids in and they get to like lounge around and do nothing and all the, the time. And the parents do all the work. And the parents do all the work. So that's a conversation that needs to be had. There has to be... Um, Balance. But we have that own conversation. We have this conversation with our own children. My wife likes to, you know, take apart their room and clean it and make it all organized. And like she does it when she does like their spring cleaning or their fall cleaning, which comprise of going through their dressers and figuring out their clothes. It's and when all I get stuff. to a place where I feel like throwing stuff out. Okay, but the <laughs> point is this. So we've done this for years, and finally I had to say, okay, we're not doing this. Because what, what's happening is we're not, our kids don't have this expectation that it's their job to maintain their own room. 
Like they have everything under the sun and we're just letting them like skate through life. I need to start teaching them how to like, you know, clean their room so I can, you know, have them out there slaving in my garden. Very well, soon. we don't have a garden, but they will be mowing their grass. Well, so I, I received that correction Amen. from his mom. So, <laughs> <laughs> so biggest thing, um, takeaway, just, just got to have that open line of communication. You got to walk in love. You got to walk in grace. Um, all of that is so important. I know what you're getting yourself into. You've got to make it a point to intentionally not just fall in love with the person that you are going to be spending the rest of your life with because... That child that's a part of that relationship that's or the children, they are forever. They are just mm-hmm. as much a part of that relationship. And you need to fall in love with them as well because yeah. they are going to be a blessing to your life if you allow it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for today's episode, Stepping Into Parenting. We're so glad that you were able to listen to us today. Make sure you check us out um, on our Facebook page. Check out our website, www.thewowmarriage.com. Send us any questions or feedback to our email. It is thewowmarriage at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.